Hey everybody, how's it going? I'm Rob. That over there is Mendo. And welcome to Loggers in Life. Uh, this is a show where we sit around, we have some drinks, we talk about life and such, and we talk about booze specifically. Um, tonight we are going to touch base on, on the boozes we're drinking, but we're not going to go super in-depth like we do uh, most other times. Um, we, have a, we have a special topic, um, primarily because... Um, well, we're all stuck at home, we're bored, and we're watching movies. So uh, this one is going to be uh, going to be our, our top ten uh, favorite movies uh, of all time. Uh, a lot of times, guys, we, we like to do lists like this, uh, and I, I believe we've actually done top ten movies before. Um, right. But we, um, we like to go, like, in no particular order or things like that. Now, th- this, this time we, uh, we challenged ourselves to actually rank them, actually put them in a top ten order. Um, and, you know, like I said, we've probably done a top 10 movies before, but, you know, people's lists and, and, and favorites and things like that, they change and they evolve over time. So it's always good to kind of retouch base on it. And like I said, we're all stuck at home. So why not go ahead and watch some of these if you, if you haven't before, maybe, um, or if you have rewatch them, they're good movies. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Uh, all the links, all the know, videos, how, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Uh, I was gonna say with all the movies that will be posted in the link description below as well. Also, let, let us know what you're drinking as well at Loggers in Life on the Facebooks, on the Gmails, all that loveliness. I am doing fantastic, my friend. It's been uh, an easy week so far, but coming into next week is gonna suck because I'm on for six days. But this week alone has been fantastic. In case you guys have forgotten. You did a great promo for May the 4th Be With You week because you got May the 4th Be With You. You had Cinco de Mayo. You have Cinco de Mendo, which I wish I was born on the 5th. What are you going to do? So it's Saints Day Mayo. So it had a great birthday. It was kind of quarantined in there, but um, I worked that one day just so I could have the next day after to recoup. So it was pretty cool. I was just chilling with my four loves. It was, you know, my future husband, Michael, Peggy Sue, a bottle of wine, and... Uh, couple of my friends as we paid uh, some online games and pretty much get I think I yeah. won most of the games which is pretty nice so yeah, it's, absolutely. No, it's, uh, it's a good time playing some yeah. some video games celebrating uh celebrating your birthday and shit um one of the one of the holidays I forgot to mention in that promo cool. that happened in that last week uh Mother's Day so to oh. all the mothers out there uh, I apologize for getting for forgetting you in that last promo thing um we love you um I, yes. I can't I can't stress that enough. Uh, my my mom is awesome. My wife is an amazing mother. Um, my mother in law is is awesome too. So um, to all the mothers in my life, uh, I know I, I wished you all a happy Mother's Day. But again, from the bottom of my heart, I love you guys. Um, happy Mother's Day. Um, and I you know I did forget it in that promo, but here we are. <laughs> and happy and happy Mother's Day to my mom in Florida, and also to my future mother in law. He's probably watching this and has a Facebook account where my mom does not because he does, doesn't believe in social media, but yet has online banking. Anyway, so we're going to get to this lovely first segment called, What Are You Drinking? Yeah. What are you drinking? Whether it's rum, gin, tequila, or am I always wine? So, my friend, what are you drinking? Sorry, kick us off, Liam. Yeah, I am, uh, I am drinking a Rob Roy uh, made with... 14-year Glenfiddich uh, bourbon barrel reserve. 14? Yeah, yeah yes, that's the 14-year. Um, it's the bourbon barrel stuff, so it's got a deeper kind of woodier vibe to it. Um, 
for those who don't know what a Rob Roy is, look back at some of our old posts because I definitely uh, detailed it in one of those. Um, it's, we did the homework. Uh, huh? It's like you guys did the homework. We already did it right. for you. Well, it's it's scotch. It's the, in the way I make it specifically. So we got we got scotch. Uh, now we're down to to here on scotch. Uh, um, uh, just just a just the faintest whisper of vermouth and a couple of dashes of bitters. And, okay. and then you got yourself a Rob Roy. It's effectively uh, uh, Manhattan, but with scotch instead. There you go. I think it's Manhattan, right? Old fashioned. I yeah, get those two stuff. Manhattan. Yeah, um, yeah Manhattan's uh, bourbon sweet vermouth. Um, yeah. A little bit of cherry and, uh, and yeah. a dash of so It's effectively that minus the cherry and, and with scotch instead. <laughs> and as with me, I'm drinking Chateau Brio. Uh, Bordeaux 2015, which is just like a generic Bordeaux, which you can pretty much find anywhere for under 10 bucks. And I've been looking at, around at my lovely little uh, playbook called Wine Folly. Really good stuff. I'll show you that in the picture below as, at, at some point in our episode. Uh, there's a goes through basic, through generic Bordeaux being very cheap to Bordeaux Superior, all the way up to Grand Cru for Bordeaux, which tends to be very, very expensive. But your generic stuff can become under 10 bucks to the basic one, which is about 10 to uh, 15 to 20 years, 15 to 20 dollars age for about 20 years and get some pretty good flavors of big cherries, plums, and just, just a whisper of just anything awesome. Since that was a word you use, I can pretty much use for mine. So, but all in all, it's, um, a huge wine drinker. Actually, uh, my future mother-in-law gave me a wine kit that, uh, was really nice at first. She gave me Pinot Grigio and Capsov. I'm working on Pinot Grigio right now, which looks like very old Chardonnay or anything that you can find at Porta Potty after the Erie County Fair. <laughs> so it's just, and hopefully it'll ferment within 14 days. So I'm starting to do the whole process. So as long as the room doesn't sink, which it probably will. So I do apologize for my uh fiance <laughs> who's soon to be boy uh soon to be boyfriend soon to be husband because i'm re benjamin button situation but uh yes yeah, been a wine guy for over 10 years which is pretty cool so with that being said what are you guys drinking let us know in the comments below and uh what oh, are you oh you know things are going all right you know it's just making it through every day you know looking for the positives and uh you know, it was a really good day though today with the with the little guy. He was uh, he was in a pretty good mood for the whole day. Um, some screaming fits. It just seems to be his new thing. Um, and, and not in the not in like a I'm hurt or I'm I'm angry kind of way. Just he just he found his voice and he likes to just yell. So uh, I got to deal with that. But <laughs> do you like put throw like Teletubbies on or do you use a binky or something that's no no he doesn't binkies he uses for sleep. Uh, and that's it. Um, you know, we just we just play. We find a toy or something like that and distract him, and like that's really about it. Uh, you know, for a little while today, I did uh, I did have some Sesame Street on for a couple of minutes. Um, he's still really young to really be doing a lot of TV time, so we kind of really really try to limit that to maybe an hour a week in total. So if I put right. on any I, if I put on anything, I put it on for a couple of minutes, kind of distract him. Um, he really loves the Sesame Street stuff, so it works. Okay. You know? the wrong with that. Yeah. Awesome. All right, my friend. Uh, now the very 
moment of truth of the top 10 movies of all time that we listed and ranked and yeah so these are uh, the the way the way that i took this list and the way i looked at it was um uh not necessarily the movies you thought or you may think are like the greatest made movies of all time or anything like that um i didn't i didn't look for for you know cinematic fucking perfection necessarily i went for movies that that spoke to me as like some of my favorites of all time um and so that's where my list goes uh so i guess without further ado we'll just we'll just kick it off you want me to kick it off with my number 10 or you want your number 10 first uh, you go first man it was your idea all right um so my number 10 um and this one just just squeaked in on the list um <laughs> they're they're like uh, there are just there are so many movies out there guys um to really go down and rank them to 10 is it's tough and it's in and um, this is actually the the most recent movie on my list by a long shot, and it's Ooh. not even all that recent. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, and it's it, it's over ten years old at this point, um, but it is the most recent movie on my list. Uh, if you're not counting a couple of the other things we got going on, but that's we we yeah. we'll get there when we get there. But um, and this one is I love you, man. Uh, okay. Paul Rudd, Jason Siegel, uh, released in 2009. Uh, I just think it's a fucking hilarious movie. Like, I don't know that there's – there's not too many more movies out there in that kind of style, um, like that fit that kind of bromance style better. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And and there's, there's not any out there that make me laugh as much as this one does. And I can go back and keep re-watching this movie. And I have like I, I watch this movie pretty freaking pretty freaking often, um, you know, at least once every once a year, maybe, maybe, maybe more often once every six months, something like that. Uh, I'm popping this movie on if I'm bored or something like that. It's 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 a quality movie and it doesn't it doesn't for me, it doesn't seem to get old, you know. So um, that's why I made the list. Uh, and it, like I said, it just, it just squeaked over a couple other films, but, uh, that's my number 10, uh, is I love you, man, Paul Rudd, Jason Siegel. I, if you haven't seen it, just check it out. It's, it's funny, <laughs> but it's not like, it's not like cringy funny or anything like that. It's just, it's just quality comedy. Lou Ferrigno's in it. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Can't go wrong. For my, t- for my number one, for, I'm sorry, for my number 10 of the top 10 movies, uh, Polar Express. I know it's yes, winter, yes. it's Christmas film, but it's a Tom Hanks version. It's the yeah. It just kind of oh, brings you back. To that. It's brings you to that like the whole everyone's good except not this time. But it's just winter. It just teaches you like good lessons and stuff. Especially if you, I grew up with the book, the bell, and the cassette tape way back when. Uh, and it was just a fantastic book. They did it well. And sometimes when books go come to movies, they don't really do it justice. But this right. one was just pretty much scene by scene, line by line, just flawless. Yeah. Uh, except for that one nerdy kid, though. But what are you going to do? Uh, yeah, Polar Express from mid-2000s, I want to say. Mid or 2010s. I think it's 2010s. But uh, I, I don't remember, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Anyway, Polar Express, it, it's happened every late November Christmas, all that stuff like that. So, Polar Express is my number 10 of my top 10. Going in at number 9. Number 9. Number 9. Um, 
So this one, this one had to make my list. Okay. Um, All right. It's to be to be honest, I don't know that there's a there's a film on my list that has influenced my taste in movies um, throughout the years almost as much as this single film has. Um, it, it's weird to say. It really is. Um, but this film also, there, there's not another film on my list that has spawned more sequels, remakes, reboots, all of it. Like it's this film in total, based around this one main character. There are at least 33 films, multiple video games, okay, hundreds of books. Um, so, um. My number nine, um, for all of its influential reasons, and because I just love the movie, um, is the 1954 classic Godzilla. Oh, yeah, nice. it's it's just it's such it it has spawned such a movie following that it's just it can't be beat. Um, yeah. It has to be mentioned in a list, at least for me, um, mm. because it it has done so much for. That specific genre of, uh, of film, those giant monsters and and just monster movies in general, it, it is everything. It is the go to. It's 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 your standard, right? So I don't know. I I I am just I I'm a huge fan of the whole Godzilla franchise. Um, and if I had to pick one movie to to represent um, the best that 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 franchise could be, it's the original 1954 classic. All right. Uh, my number nine uh, film, or yeah, I can call it film movie, uh, still in the cartoon realm. Uh, probably there's gonna be one, one or two more cartoon stuff because you can't. Oh, yeah, I got, I got some animated stuff on here too, for sure. Fair enough. This is an underrated, in my opinion, underrated Charlie Brown uh, film called Bon Voyage, Charlie Brown, and Don't Come Back. Uh, back in the ni- back in 1980, it was when when Charlie Brown. And the whole gang was went to uh, to Paris, France, and Bordeaux, France, and having the Red Baron do his thing, and also having Snoopy getting drunk on root beer, which is pretty cool. So it was just an underrated film. It kind of brings me out to that nostalgia thing, nostalgia time back when uh, my grandma owned that tape, and I wore that mother out. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what time it was, I was like, I put in Bon Voyage, Charlie Brown, and it was just. Nice. It was nice. It was pretty. It was pretty badass. So if you get a chance to either download it on, you know, Amazon or whatever, whatever streaming device you can, it's definitely well worth it. I'm sure. probably gonna do it sometime this year because it's Bordeaux, and pretty much since we're it's Bon Voyage and it's French wine, of which I am drinking, it pairs well with what we're doing. So Fair that enough. was my number nine film, my friends. Going into that lovely, sexy number eight slot. Into the eight spot. Um... All right, guys, so a lot of my movies, a lot of movies on my list, um, I chose because they are the best representation of that film series or something of that like, right? Um, this one is kind of like that, but it's it's slightly different. Um, I chose this one because it is, is the best of the best that, in my opinion, that this actor has to offer. Um, it was actually the final film that he ever made um, in its completion. Uh, and it is the one that actually got me interested in an entire genre of movies. Um, so um, with that, 
if you haven't seen, it is a 1973 classic, Enter the Dragon. Uh, it's Bruce Lee. It is one of the, the finest martial arts films of all time, uh, in this one man's humble opinion. Um, check it out. Again, That that is the movie. Uh, 1973 came out, and it spawned a love in this country of, of kung fu and martial arts films that sp- that spanned the rest of the 70s, really. Um, and there are so many movies. If you look at martial arts films and you look at the 1970s, like there are just so many movies jam-packed in there. Uh, they just kept coming out and coming out and coming out because this movie came out and and everybody went, oh, shit, this is, this is a really cool fucking action film. I wonder what other martial arts kind of action films are out there. So... Um, it really spawned a whole thing and it was just it and like i said it is just kind of perfection as far as martial arts films go um so i had to i had to pick a because i i wanted i really wanted martial arts films to be represented on my list right like it there it's a genre of movies i just really love a lot of people get into westerns and things like that i i get into to martial arts flicks uh, they're really cool to me like i have a lot of fun watching them um even some of like the really the, the the like there are some really like campy ones out there. Um, I get into those too though; they're fun. Um, but Enter the Dragon is, a, is it's a serious film and it should be taken seriously. And, it, it, and it's 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 fantastic. Uh, so check it out if you haven't seen it. Um, Enter the Dragon, Bruce Lee. It was his final film before he passed away. Um, he, they, they did release another film after that uh, that he had been working on, but he never completed it. So he, his final actual film was Enter the Dragon. All right. My number one is that I wonder where we're going to go. Cartoons? Yeah, one more time. 1973 <laughs> for an hour and 23 minutes of awesome laughter entertainment and knowing right from wrong especially of a bow and arrow it's Robin Hood I Disney's Robin Hood right? Robin Hood I just, it, the opening credits with the with the rooster just playing the you know I, I don't have a Disney film on my no that's technically not true Never mind. Okay. <laughs> it was one of those ones that, like, you know, wherever you are, you can just be scrolling through a Disney Channel. You can go, go to a Blockbuster. Remember Blockbuster? It was one of those ones that we like. You had to rent, and you just just had a good, good old fashioned family fun with you know popcorn in one hand, your root beer in the other, and just you're with your family, you're with your friends, and it's just an awesome movie. It's and plus having a rich lion suck his thumb. Is amazing. <laughs> so, sure, why not? If, if, so you get a chance to live your nostalgic years. Disney's 1973's Robin Hood of 123 minutes of sheer beautiful, beautiful that, cartoons. That that's so weird. Your uh, your number eight premiered in 1973. Yes, sir. So did mine. <laughs> All right. Enter the Dragon came out in 1973. <laughs> All right, so you had a choice between kung fu and cartoon. Right there, you go. <laughs> Um, so on to number seven, uh, number seven actually makes the only cartoon on my list. Um, and those of you who know me will not be surprised by this even a little bit. Um, but this is, and this is another one where I had to pick the best of the best, like the best of that cartoon series. 
because um, there are so many sequels, so many iterations, so many different movies, um, again, spanning around this one character that it's it's almost impossible to narrow it down. Um, but I did. <laughs> um, and my very favorite film um, in this series is Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. It's probably the best Scooby-Doo movie ever made um, in my personal, again, all personal opinion, right? Um, but just the way it was done, they approached it really like a movie and not like just a, a TV special or anything like that, which hadn't really been done before with Scooby-Doo. Um, not in that kind of way. Um, you know, they really focused on, on the, the cinematography of it and the, the soundtrack was cool and the soundtrack is still cool to that film. Um, and in, in this, I, I feel like this particular, like Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island, just, I don't know, it turned around Scooby-Doo movies. Like it, it, it launched a brand new era in Scooby-Doo films. You know, I'm a huge Scooby-Doo fan, um, but, but this is the one you can look back to and go, that's the one that changed everything. That one is fantastic. Um, it weirdly though has my least favorite voice actors for a couple of the characters. Um, but this, the movie is so good that it doesn't even matter. Um, like it, it has, it has Billy West as Shaggy and Scott and as Scooby-Doo. They're fine, but they're not great. Um, if you're looking at Shaggy for me, it, it better be Casey Kasem mm. or, or Matthew Lillard. Uh, oh, Anybody else, they just, they don't have it uh, as far well, as I'm West, concerned. Well, well, Billy West has, like, the Futuramas. He oh, yeah, has, like, no, nothing, against, nothing against yeah. Billy West. You know, he's he's a perfectly fine voice actor. He's just not shaggy for me, you know? Yeah. That's all. Um, but, yeah, um, so 1998, Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. If you haven't seen it and you're a fan of Scooby-Doo, then I'm going to call you a liar because you can't be a fan of Scooby-Doo without seeing this film. Um and if you're not really a fan of Scooby-Doo, check out this one. It may change your mind. It's, it's uh, fucking fantastic. Check it out, guys. Uh, Mendo, you're number seven. My number seven, my number seven is actually from a, a Netflix-only movie that I kind of – I loved. Okay. Uh, I actually watched it uh, today. It had a really pretty decent cast. It had Martin Sheen, Jason Segel, Danny Glover, and a whole bunch of, like – Actors and actresses that you don't really know, but uh, it was actually uh, come Sunday. It was actually uh, like a biopic of Bishop uh, Carlton Pearson. It just went through one man's struggle through life and faith and all that stuff, and it kind of turned around when he started questioning it, his own his own like moral religious path, and then how it go went against the grain. How he's like, you know what, you know, I'm just gonna go. I, I believe this is what what happened. So. And just if if it's either all men or no men, so it's pretty much an absolutist behavior. It's pretty much a philosophical religious film, but also a biopic at the same time. So uh, it's it's a little bit thought provoking, a little bit, and yeah, it also has Jason Segel. Which why not? Because you have Jason Segel on one, I have Jason Segel on the other. This is a bit more of a serious role for him, and he did it phenomenal. Just nice. he, he can do he can be serious and be funny. He's gonna go from how much your mother to this realm. So if you want to see Jason Segel outside the comedic realm, it's come Sunday. It's on Netflix. Check it out for I think it's I want to say over an hour, like 90 minutes ish. 
But if you're looking for a new direction of what all actors can play serious roles, by all means, Jason Segel nailed this role. Nice. Nice. I like Jason Segel. He's a good actor. So awesome. So my number six is, um, and honestly, uh, from, from six up to one, there were some pretty tough, like, I don't know exactly where to put these. Do I rank this one higher than this one? I don't know. Um, so number five and number six are pretty pretty neck and neck here. I, I wouldn't give any cadence to one over the other. I would watch them both equally. Like, I, I don't. Um, and they both kind of reside in the same realm a little bit as far as um, they're both uh, adventure fantasy kind of films. Okay. Um, number six, it made this list because it's, it's guys, I, uh, again, I didn't judge this really on, on cinematography or any of that or anything like that. Right. But if you're to look at it from that kind of standpoints, um, from the, the audio, um, you know, like the, the ADR stuff, everything that they did with the film, uh, you know, the. Um, the Foley artists, everybody like that, um, to the the cinematography itself, to the casting. The casting couldn't have been more perfect for this film. Um, I don't know that there is a better fantasy comedy film than this ever made. Um, if there is, guys, let me know. I, I'm, I'm interested. But um, uh, coming in at my number six is the 1987 Rob Reiner classic, The Princess Bride. All right. <laughs> Carrie Ewells, um, uh, Mandy Patinkin, freaking Andre the Giant. I mean, who wasn't in this film? It, it, it's a, it, and it's just, it's so funny. And it holds up. It holds up every time you see it. Um, and every time you see it, you notice something different. It's it's just a, it's a great story. It's a, uh, and it's just, it's a great film. I don't know, like I said, I don't know that there's, honestly, on my list, I don't know that there is a better film as far as cinematography or, or like, or just the, the overall of, uh, of filmmaking. I don't, I don't know that there's a better one on my list than the princess bride. It's just, it's, it's just a well-made film and it's just fantastic. All right. To that point, my number five might be up there too, but that's, that's, it's neither here nor there. I'm gonna stick right. with what, I'm gonna stick stick with my guns and say that it's okay. it's the Princess Bride for sure. Uh, my number five is a great movie, uh, great cinematography, uh, great everything as well. Um, but I'm I'm gonna stick with stick with Princess Bride on that statement. <laughs> Carry <right>. on. <laughs> number six. That's I pretty much planted my flag on this number six one. It was another one of uh, ones I pretty much worn out the tape of countless times. Especially with my with my grandma, it was uh, one of Whoopi Goldberg's most prized roles with uh, Maggie Carroll, Kathy uh, uh, Majay from King of the Hill. From uh, forgot forgot who he played play on that one. Anyway, Kathy, fuck it. It was uh, uh, Sister Act, the first Sister Act, classic. So uh, I actually saw this when they did the whole Broadway version. It was beautifully done. Nice. It had really great other songs outside of the ones that were in the film. It was just 
I can, I can only say you have to see, if you're not really a huge play person, but you love the movie, just see it one time. And trust me, there's a comedy as if Whoopi Goldberg would have wrote like all the jokes for it. It, it couldn't have been done any better. So Sister right. Act is not my number, my number six. Yes. Yeah. As what it says on my screen, number six, number six film. It has really good cast, really good, uh, sound clips and, uh, Really good songs way, way back from the 50s and 60s, and also some music of today, which was back in the 90s when it was done. So, anyway, back in 92, 93, which was pretty good era for music in general. So, that's my number six coming in at number top five now. Top five. We are at the top five. Guys, if, if you know me at all, um, anybody who knows me, I think, can, can pretty much guess these top five. Um, maybe not the exact order that they're in, but you can probably guess them. Um, number five, uh, I just, I just watched it again the other day. Um, literally just like yesterday or maybe the day before, um, they're all on Netflix right now. So take advantage of that. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a great film. It, again, it's a, tri- it, this is, this one is one of the, 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 one of the trilogies that I have on here. Um, but of this trilogy, the very best one is the original, uh, can't be beat that's that's back to the future it's a 1985 robert zemeckis uh michael j fox uh i mean just it can't like is there is there a more iconic 80s movie uh Ladies um, and sense? <laughs> yeah but i wouldn't you know i wouldn't think of that if I thought if I was trying to think of '80s films, it, like that's not the first one that, that comes to mind. Maybe Breakfast Club, but uh. um, but no, Back to the Future. It's it's such a good film. I know that there's so much on the internet about um, you know inaccuracies, things like that. List this, that, and the other. Blah blah blah. Or and, and stuff like that. It's like guys, back the fuck up. It's a good fucking movie. You know, it's a good fucking movie. It doesn't need to be overanalyzed. Just watch the film for what it is. Um, it's, it's incredibly funny. Um, it, and it's, and it's really well made and it's just, it's a lot of fun to watch. Um, so if you haven't watched it recently, like I said, they're all on Netflix right now. Check it out. 1985's Back to the Future. Um, that's my number five. My number five, uh, just can only be summed up by one simple phrase. Good morning, Vietnam. Oh, it's a great film. Great film. Well, only movie that pretty much got me into both st- both comedy and also radio as well, and mostly communication, which is pretty cool. So just Robin Williams and Forrest Whitaker, just that was just a beautiful comedy duo, and just he. Oh, it'll never. Robin be Williams is timeless. You you put him in, and you put him so and so actress and actor. From Red Fox to Richard Pryor, George Carlin, you name it, they will knock it out of the park every time. It was both comedic role and also slightly bit more serious towards the end. But it was, he killed it and it was just yeah. a bit more of what the man's soul is outside of just the slap comedy and pop yeah. up film. Oh, yeah, hooks, so, so much range stuff. in that film. So the man's got range. So good morning, Vietnam. I'm at number five. And we're coming down to number, oh, we're going to eliminate you. Go down to four. Four, number four. Um, my number four. Um, do not get it confused with any of the remakes because they're they're truly terrible. Uh, 
Um, even the even the sequels to this film weren't the greatest. Some of them are some of them are good. Um, you know, again, it's another it's another trilogy, but it, it's one of those trilogies where the best one of the trilogy is is the original. Can't it? It couldn't be duplicated. They couldn't they couldn't redo it with any of the others. They they didn't hit it. Um, there's a lot of reasons for that, but. It, None of those matter realistically when you look at it. It just wasn't – they weren't as good of films. Um, number four, 1990 is when this one was released. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the original film. Just uh, so good. It is so good. Like, that really not Vanilla is, Ice or Kevin Nash? Or <laughs> huh? Not even Vanilla Ice or Kevin Nash? Or... No, not not number two. The original. <laughs> the original. Um you know, there the third the third one just got weird, but I actually really kind of like the third one, honestly. Um, the Turtles in Time one, it's it, uh, it got it got real weird, um, <laughs> but I I loved it. Uh, but the original just can't be beat. It holds up still to this day. Um, it's, I, you know, I, honestly, I think even though there's a lot of like the the Jim Henson puppeteering and things like that. Um, the acting in that film, at least by the 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 guys playing the turtles, was yeah. was weirdly like so so very good. Um, and I love that the the film held to some of that darkness that the comics have um, more so than like the the really campy TV show. Um, yeah, like I mean, it brought some of that comedy and stuff, but it it, it really held to the darkness and it, it that that the original comic book you know and 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 all of those like they that they had and that they and it brought it to life and um i think a lot of people were were taken aback when it came out um uh, because they didn't expect it to be that dark yeah um, not that it's again not that it's like super super dark there's still a lot of playfulness to it but it's it's not as bright and campy as a tv show ever would be um it's it's it was just I, I thought it was just a really well shot movie. It's a it's a great movie. Um, it's one of those movies where, as I'm watching it, I'm going, oh oh, this is my favorite scene. No 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 wait this this is my favorite scene. No, no like, this is my favorite, and it, like it just keeps rolling. Like there's not it that movie doesn't stop having classic moments, and and I love it. Um, I've always been a huge Turtles fan, but that movie really solidified it for me when I was a kid. Um, I didn't see it till well after it was released because in 1990 I was, I don't know, what was I, three. Uh, so, yeah, so um, I didn't see it till well after that. But, um, and, you know, I was already a big fan of the, the, the um, TV show when I was a kid and everything. But then I saw the movie. I, I finally got a chance to see the movie. Um, as I got older and that just, that solidified it that from the movie, I'm, I'm, I'm almost a little embarrassed to say that I, I didn't start reading the comic books until after I saw the movie. Right. I was a kid. Right. So yeah. whatever. Um, and that kind of sparked a little bit of my love for comic books too, is, is that like those, those movies and, 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 uh, and, and then subsequently reading those comic books and stuff. It just, it sparked some of that love there. Um, so I gotta thank I gotta thank it for that, but uh, yeah. So in my number four, 
Um, I have that much love for for this movie, and it's only at number four. So, uh, I can only imagine your top three. Shit, uh, my number four is pretty much a cult classic. This could be on any television station. I could watch this movie any point in time and have a good laugh and be like, okay, it's I would say background movie because or background noise of the movie, but you just need to like have a good laugh with it. And in case if you forgot know how to dance, it's all in the hips, baby. It's all <laughs> with the hips. That's Happy Gilmore. It was just a movie that was just had a lot more like dirt, some dirty humor. And Bob goddamn Barker, come on, man. <laughs> Who is also a karate master in his own right. No, <laughs> I, think, I think you had enough, old man, if you want a piece of me. No, I want the whole thing. Push, 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 push. The fight scene that was completely choreographed and it was done wonderfully. <laughs> and then the last scene is just like, no, I think you had enough. <laughs> and walked away. And it's like, could you have not ended that scene just like that? Spoiler, that's what happened. So Happy Gilmore is number four. It has, you can, like I said, watch it whenever you can from the shooting. So Happy's like golf swing triumphs to selling his to his mom going to the retirement community with Ben Stiller like they're all crazy and shit to him finding his niche in golfing and owning his craft and knowing that Shooter McGavin is the asshole of assholes. So yeah. Oh good happy film. Absolutely. Four. I'm so, a big Adam I'll, Sandler fan. Um I, I had when I was narrowing this down I had a couple Adam Sandler films actually on my list. Uh, they just didn't make my top ten. That's all. No. But um, ends up, yeah, it could have been anything. It could have been like Waterboy or Spanglish yeah. or Fifty First Dates. But right now, Happy Gilmore, I can watch it whenever and have a good, a good chuckle. So yeah, so that would be number four. So right down, number three. Number three. All right, guys. Number three. This one is well, it's a trilogy. Okay, there's there's multiple on my list. Um, it's a trilogy, <laughs> but uh, but it's not anymore. Um, it's actually on, the only official Disney movie on my list, even though it's not really a Disney film. Um, at least the original was not, never even came close. Uh, and that's the one I picked um, because, again, I had to pick a movie that really exemplified the entirety of, 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 of that, the movie series. There's nine films now. Um, if you count the main storyline, if you don't, there's 12, I think. I don't really remember. Um, I know where you're going with it. Um, all right, guys, listen up. Only three of these films fucking matter. There, I know there's nine of them. Only three of them fucking matter. Um, I've watched all of them. I love, I honestly, I love them all um, to very varying different degrees. But only the original three matter. Um, and of those three, really only two matter. <laughs> um, uh, and of those two, uh, there, a lot of people will tell you that the the second one actually is the best film in the series. And I, I don't necessarily disagree with that. Um, but when I'm thinking of the film series, the first thing that comes to my head is the original. Um, so the... 1977 classic yep. Star Wars A New Hope 
knew um, on there. It it's 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 a fantastic film. Um, I know Return of the Jedi. Uh, a, a lot of people love it. I, I know that a lot of people love the new films, and and you know everybody has their favorite Star Wars film, right? Um, for me, if it's not the original. Then we're into, <laughs> I don't know, probably Return of the Jedi, yeah, or Empire, you know, Empire Strikes Back, maybe. Yeah, Empire Empire seems to be the, the one that a lot of people love more than any other film out there, and I get it, I get it, um, but give me A New Hope any day, give me that original cast, um, that movie that was made on a nothing budget and still came out <laughs> fucking beautifully, like, introduced us to all these characters, I, I don't know, I love it, I love it. Give me a, give me that one. So anyway, 1977, Star Wars: A New Hope, George Lucas's freaking epic. Um, you know, Carrie Fisher, Hamill, so on and so forth. You just keep naming it names, it, but whatever. <laughs> Carry on. Uh, I don't have I don't have to wax poetic about Star Wars. Everybody knows about it at this point. Um, and if you don't, I don't know where you've been in the past 30 years. Four years more, <laughs> whatever. Um, on to your number three, my friend. <laughs> okay, a movie that was pretty much it, I don't know how to describe it except it was directed by Quentin Tarantino, so which pretty much means every cuss word in the book is in uh, this movie. Oh, 50 so, billion fucks, uh, all of the fucks, yeah. uh, yes. This I don't one, even know which movie you're talking about exactly yet, but I know there's there's a million fucks in it. <laughs> pretty much. This one was in 2012. For right, two hours, 45 minutes, you can sit your happy butt down on the couch looking at Don Johnson, Kerry Washington, Samuel L. Jackson, Leonardo DiCaprio, Christopher Waltz, and Jamie Foxx. Django Unchained. Django Unchained. Good film. It was, Good film. It was it was beautifully done for every cut scene, and there was actually a scene in Django Unchained which was was pretty much they just kept rolling with it, and it was when Leonardo DiCaprio cut his hand on the glass, and literally like blood was like spewing out as he was doing his scene. He kept it. He kept it rolling. He kept it in character, and as as soon as they start filming. Quentin was just like, you bleeding? He's like, yep. He's just like, be careful. He put that in the film. And he just was just, it's Leonardo DiCaprio, who just like, you throw a rock at him, he'll still keep going. So it's beautiful cast. Uh, mentions of some other words. Multiple times than your average. So it's it's definitely a good, good watching film. Probably don't bring the kids to this one. Yeah. But it's... <laughs> Daddy, what happened to that guy? <laughs> so you have your comedy, you have your action, a lot of blood, guts, and sex, and all the yeah. wonders no, of life. That's so. a good one for Tarantino. Um, ter- there's so many, there's so many great Tarantino films out there, but um, Tarantino uh, is is a great director, uh, makes amazing films, amazing filmmaker. None of his movies made my list. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, just purely because I'm not a big like I'm, I'm a fan of a lot of Tarantino's films, but I'm not a huge fan of like just gratuitous violence. It's just not my deal. Um, you know, like a lot of his his films are just nothing but nonstop gratuitous violence. Like, and, 
we want to see the tendon snap right here, right at the neck like bone. But uh, this one, plus it had Samuel L. Jackson having like some of the e- like iconic, oh, iconic like last. It's line. a Tarantino film, of course. It has it's, Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> And you're going to have, like, those last-minute, like, death scenes where Samuel L. Jackson dies somewhere, and it's, like, those last five words, and you're like, oh, shit! That's Jangling. So that was my number three. Coming in, number two. Number two. Um, Number two. um, This one came in at number two, honestly, for watchability. Um, It's one of those that I can watch day in, day out, nonstop, doesn't matter. Right, it's just that good of a film. Um, it's that funny of a film. Uh, there's not there. There's some comedy on my list before this, but there's not another film on here that that is this funny. There's there's it, you'd be hard pressed to find any films out there that are this funny. Um, it has an amazing cast. Uh, you 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 will never find this many amazing comedians in one movie ever again. Um, and every time they try to do it. Um, anytime they try to bring that many like superstar actors together, it usually just fails. But this this one in 1984 was just the the perfect freaking mix. Um, Harold Ramis, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, freaking come on, Ernie Hudson. You got freaking uh, why am I blanking on his name? Uh, he fucking wrote the movie, um, no. along with uh, along with Harold Ramis. Uh, freaking, you gonna make me look it up? <laughs> How do you right. not know it? How do I not know it? Um, Rick Moranis. Expensive. Rick Moranis. Yes, is what I was thinking of. Friggin' guys, if you don't know, if you don't know it by now, it's Ghostbusters, and it is fucking <laughs> phenomenal. It's, um. <clears throat> often imitated never duplicated it's just it's just a fantastic film they're coming out with a with another sequel another female female cast no inside. they're coming out with another like actual oh, sequel like a, like a legit sequel not a reboot a legit sequel uh, a number three if you will they're coming out with that later this year or next year or something like that i think um i don't know i don't know shit about it i don't I, I know it's not going to be anywhere near as awesome as the original, so whatever. Yeah, nineteen eighty four the Ghostbusters. Just watch it, guys. Uh, I got nothing else to say about it. It's just that damn good. <laughs> All right, my number two. It's one of those ones that's it's going to make you think. If you can go, if you can, I want to say survive, but if you can come through like an hour and forty. 40 minutes of just actually pay attention to the movie. Great. I've seen people I've shown this movie to. They're like, they're sleeping by like 45 minutes. But I like this film. It really makes you think. It's back in 2001. Uh, it was one of those animated adult films. Not that, not that way. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> experimental philosophical, like adult animated film. Uh, Waking Life. I was actually showing this movie back in... Uh, back in English class when I was in high school and it was with Mr. E. It was just, he showed this and I, it showed me a different way of thinking versus your conventional good guy, bad guy, plot, write me a story, done. No, this actually 
lets you think of outside the box, why people think the way they do. Uh, they're always coming and going at the same time. You're always on a you're always on a way of arriving while always leaving. Some something to that effect. But it's really good, to, really beautifully done. I was just seeing it. If you want to look something more indie ish, but yet still make it think as well. So it's like think Memento, but before Memento. You know, with all that animated adult stuff. So. Not in those things, but you get the idea. So number two, Waking Life from 2001. Enjoy. So before we get to number one, let's have some honorable mentions. Something that made the list, but not quite. Didn't Something that was there didn't make my top ten. Um, I got to give a couple honorable mentions out. Um, man, there's so many here. I have, I have such a list of honorable mentions. Um, not the least of which... Um, is the Blues Brothers could have made my list, but it just it didn't. It couldn't beat out the likes of like Ghostbusters and things like that. It just it couldn't. It, it's it's equally good, uh, almost. <laughs> it's um, fantastic film. I, I had another honorable mention. Um, I did have um, a Robin Williams film. I had Dead Poets Society. Nice. Uh, you know, Robin Williams in a more serious role. Fantastic. Um, you know, I had uh, at King Kong because again, I love monster films. I had Gamera the Invincible. I love monster films, guys. Uh, I also had Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, the original, yeah, of course, not Charlie yeah. the Chocolate Factory. Willy Wonka. You could have uh, Johnny. No, why would I go Johnny Depp when the original exists? Come on. Um, I had, um, I actually had, I had a lot of comedic actors in serious roles. Um, so I had Ted Poet Society. I had Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Um, and I had uh, Rain Over Me, which is an Adam Sandler film. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Really cool film. Um, came back, it came out um, back in the mid 2000s, early 2000s, somewhere in there. It's, uh, it's about a, a guy um trying to recover from the loss of his family in 9-11 it's a really powerful movie um adam sandler i think nails it um great great film check it out uh and then i had some some fun movies in there too that really just kind of um i had three disney films or well disney pixar and disney films that uh, that just didn't make the cut on the top 10 but they they definitely needed to be mentioned um that was toy story Monsters Inc. and The Fox and the Hound. They should all be they should all be kind of mentioned, but they you know they just didn't make my my final cut. Um, those are some of the most notable. I have guys. I have plenty of others. I like The Big Lebowski and shit like that. Like, but. all right. How about yourself? You had some notable uh, honorable mentions. I do have at least not as many as you, but uh, uh, Secret Life of Pets, which is pretty cool. I like that. Uh, Charlie Brown movie, which was a movie that uh, Mike and I saw was t- at a movie theater that I kind of found like we just had that intimate moment. We also was cartoon, plus it's Snoopy. So, yeah. in case you don't know, I'm a Charlie Brown fan. So, yay! Uh, White Christmas uh, with uh, okay, uh, with just that old school, yeah, Christmas classic, movie. classic Christmas film. I, yeah, I had sure. really great songs, Count Your Blessings, and all that good stuff. So that was pretty cool. And my fourth one was. Uh, I was never really a Harry Potter fan until I got Mikey uh, 
Harry Potter and Chamber of Secrets done at Shea's uh, Theater with the Buffalo Philharmonic in its entirety. And they, they just cut out the sound and they played every note for note and it was yeah. beautifully done. I didn't realize that. You know, I forgot the composer of uh, Harry Potter, but they just killed it. And I was just like, okay, I can be a fan of this now. And I, because I, I, I was like too nerdy and too, so if, if you do, if you are a Harry Potter fan, I apologize for years of it's stupid. Why would you want to waste your time watching that? I'm gonna watch Doctor Who. Why? Who's the doctor? You know, it'll be just like me saying, like, who's on third? I don't know, third base. You know, it's just like one of those things. So, um, so yeah, uh, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. So I believe that's number two of the Harry Potter series. So that was pretty much all for my honorable mentions. So the number one movie. My number one movie of all time. Um, it's a classic, guys. It's it's like when I say classic, it's one of it's the oldest movie on my list. Um, came out in 1951, um, and it is the day the Earth stood still. It is just it's a fantastic movie. Um, if you've never seen it, I highly recommend doing it. Uh, do not bother with the Keanu Reeves remake back in the early 2000s don't don't waste your fucking time it's not worth it um not when you watch the original the original is such a good movie and it has such an amazing story that still holds to this day um and it, I can't really describe uh, I chose this movie not necessarily because um the filmography or or and I feel like the, the cinematography, any of that, like it, it, you know, it wasn't necessarily shot amazingly. Like there, you know, there aren't amazing special effects or, I mean, they, they were good for, for the time, 1951, they were good special effects for what they had, but they're, you know, but it was the, it was the, the overall message of the movie, especially for the time to be so kind of ahead of its time. Um, and, and the, the plot of the movie, the whole thing, um, it really, really demonstrates uh, a lot of, of human nature um, and how that hasn't changed in decades upon decades upon decades. You know, it's it's really, it's really a powerful film, especially for this day and age. I mean, check it out, guys. It's it's it says a lot about society and things like that. It's it's a really good movie. Um, if you haven't seen it. I feel like you need to. Um, and if you haven't seen it in a long time, go back and rewatch it. Why not? Um, but my number one film, 1951 classic, Day the Year Stood Still. All right. My number one film of the top 10 films of all time, at least for me, uh, came out in 2013. It has four of, one, four of the best actors. To ever work together, bit of a comedy, okay, and bits in uh, about two hours of awesomeness. If you were to put Michael Douglas, Robert De Niro, Morgan Freeman, and Kevin Kline all together in one movie, celebrating brotherhood, friendships, and a bit of bit of booty shaking, Last Vegas. And I couldn't think of anything more that would just pretty much collaborate both what I'm feeling, what I'm about to go through with me walking down the aisles of the was the last of my friends walking down the aisle, even if it's down at my driveway. <laughs> so, 
which I think we're, we're going to end up doing anyway with this lovely New York State stuff. Yeah. So uh, it's uh, it's gonna. it was just four friends who were just been there with each other, been through thick and thin. Uh, you know, female lead, which was amazing. And how one person had the hots for them, then the other person came in and swooped right in. And, and how people can just be, talk to as friends being pricks and assholes without being pricks and assholes, but being friends, but being saying to each other, Hey, you're a prick, you're an asshole and still be friends. So and while still sharing a bottle of scotch, which is amazing. So it's just pretty much without my friendship in this movie, it just really tied together. Oh, really? Yeah. I did a little campy film because I like it. It scored like 46 on Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes, 59 on Fandango, but I don't give a shit about those opinions. My, <laughs> list, my opinion, what I feel, so Las Vegas, if you haven't seen it, it's probably on AMC right now or TNT <laughs> or TBS. So please watch it. Get your buddies together and be like, just get, just have a good laugh. And especially when... Uh, Kevin Klein was just mistaken a uh, trans woman for a legitimate date uh, at some point. So really good stuff. So that was those were my top ten guys. Take a look at all of the lists and all, all honorable mentions on this Facebook page that we're posting and some other websites that we're going to be posting this on possibly. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> so if you have any other stuff. What is your top 10? Please yeah, leave, absolutely. Leave comments below and, and also email us and see, just tell us what, what's been going on in your neck of the woods. I know it's been crazy with people who've been working and people who've been in quarantine trying not to lose their minds. So <laughs> my friends, do you have anything else for the lovely people in radio and social media land? No, you know what? Not this week, but yeah, guys, uh, shoot us a comment. Let us know um, what movies are your top 10 or your top five or whatever. Um, let us know what you think about ours. Uh, we don't really care what you think. They're our favorite movies, but you know, at the same time, we're interested to hear, uh, <laughs> let us yeah. know how, let us know how wrong we were. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but no guys, let us know what you're drinking and what you're watching. Um, you know, your favorite top 10, all that stuff. Uh, keep us posted with your stuff. We'll keep you posted with ours as always. Um, but uh, cheers, everybody, and here's to me. Here's to you. Here's, here's to love the matter. I'll be true I'll be as long as you, and not a moment not after. A moment after. Cheers, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>